It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law, featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Are there ever any bad reasons to go to law school? How do you know when a career is your calling? Well, today, I'll be talking with Steve Bretson, an associate professor who holds the Volkman Chair of Business and Law at Wheaton College. Steve is also a Wheaton College pre-law advisor, helping guide the paths of students interested in attending law school after graduation. Previously, Steve was an in-house attorney and a director of mergers and acquisitions for several Fortune 500 companies. Steve, known you a long time. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. Well, thank you for the invitation, Rich. Um, This topic is near to yours and my heart. Um, How do you know when a career is your calling? And for you and I, how how did we figure out that God had called us to be lawyers? So I really just want to start uh, in with your own background. Give me a little background on how, well, first of all, how did you become a lawyer? And then as a lawyer, how did you end up as a professor? Right, right. Well, in terms of becoming a lawyer, um, I often I violated a lot of the advice I give my students. Um, and, you know, I went to law school knowing nothing about the practice of law. Um, even though I was a Christian, I wasn't far enough along in my faith to be thinking about calling. So uh, for me, law school was just sort of the thing that was out there that I could do with my uh, liberal arts degree in uh, in government uh, with a minor in history. So um, I just went to law school. Uh, now I do think God was watching over me um, and and helped me a lot in terms of uh, you know the, the transition from law school into the uh, into a legal career. Uh, right out of law school, I was able to work as a uh, as a, primarily a transactional attorney uh, and as an in-house attorney and. Both of those, both of those uh, uh, types of practices really suited um, my personality, uh, and so I enjoyed what I was doing um, and was able to uh, move from the practice of law into the uh, role as a director of mergers and acquisitions. So, so, moving, so hold on a second. I, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. back up for, for sure, our listeners. Sure. Transactional attorney. Well, you and I know what that is, but I'm yeah. not sure that that people listening know what a transactional attorney is or what an in-house attorney is. So give us a little sure. more on that. Sure. So uh, as a transactional attorney, I was not the sort of attorney who appeared in a courtroom. In fact, if I appeared in a courtroom, I was probably in a lot of trouble because <laughs> as a transactional attorney, I was uh, advising clients on um, on things to do, things not to do, and then working with them on their deals, right? In, in the world of business, the deal could be anything from uh, a merger and an acquisition, right? Buying another company down to just sort of simple transactions like entering into a consulting agreement. So, so I worked so with my clients on deals. The, the idea was to keep them out of court, I think. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Like pretty, I said, if I appeared in court, similar. I was a failure. That's right. And and in-house means you're working for corporations themselves rather than right. I, from the- I was in a, I was in a legal department of a company and and not rather than a law firm with multiple clients. Uh, my my experience is a little bit similar. I I sort of stumbled into law in one sense because I didn't know what else to do. So um, yeah, I, I I I can understand that. I I had prayed, Lord, is this the right thing to do? And mm-hmm. and I did not have a clear answer. So mm-hmm. in in some ways, it was a stumbling. And I think uh, you and I were both at a, a banquet at Wheaton College for their sophomores. And I think um, one of the things that they said at that evening banquet was that. You don't know the entire process. You don't know the whole picture um, as you're starting out. It has to be painted. And uh, uh, certainly it sounds like from your career and also from mine, that that's true. I think that's very true. I think, Unfortunately, I think students always tend to think of sort of a calling as uh, almost like a train leaving the station. If they don't get on the right train at that moment, uh, they've, they, you know, they sort of missed it. And uh, I liked the idea of the painting and the unfolding over time because that was certainly uh, the way my legal career and business career and academic career worked out. I essentially had three different careers over the last uh, 30-some years. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker with a law firm of Malk and Baker. And if you're just tuning in, make sure to visit MalkBaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we're speaking with Steve Bretson, pre-law advisor at Wheaton College. And we're talking a little bit about calling. And obviously, for Steve and I, one of the interests is uh, those who are called to law. But it is a broader topic than just just law. So Steve, you're, you're due advice for students coming in. What kind of advice are you giving them? Um, yeah, they're coming to me usually thinking about law school, right? And so I try to get them to take a step back, they just fitting in with our conversation about callings, and uh, think less about law school and more about a legal career as a calling. Because most of them come to me and they don't actually know anything about what a lawyer does. And so I, I view the first thing that I'm doing with them is basically vocational counseling and helping them understand uh, the, the practice of law as a calling so that they don't focus on law school, but they focus on that. So um, I'll, I will encourage them to do informational interviews. I'll encourage them to do shadowing. I'll encourage them to do a legal internship uh, with a law firm. None of this really to, especially the legal internship, not to burnish their resume, but really as a part of a process of vocational discernment. Totally understand that. We have had several of our uh, law clerks come in and that what they wanted to do is to see if, they want, if, if law fit. And they wanted to actually work with us in our firm in a, at that point, non-legal capacity, but just to see what, what it looked like. And, and, um, well, uh, I think that's actually, so important. I think that's so important because part of what students need to understand is about callings is what are you being called to? Right. Um, and, and it, cause they have gifts and talents that could be used in lots of different fields and industries and professions. Um, but can they see themselves using the gifts and talents that God gave them 
you know, in the practice of law. So just understanding what lawyers do on a day-to-day basis, I think, is just very important as part of that uh, uh, evaluating a calling. It's interesting. Um, we've had both secretaries and paralegals who uh, took a look at what we're doing, and they said, yep. We want to go to law school. I can think of one particularly talented paralegal, and she said, "No, I don't want to go to law school." And she's continued as a paralegal for. And if she wanted to be a lawyer, uh, we think she would have been fantastic. But at least at this point, um, she's decided not to go on and and uh, take on that responsibility. Okay, so somebody's coming in. I, I wish you'd been there when I was at Wheaton College. Um, my method was I went out on my own and I interviewed three different people. And here was my question. It was, um, can a Christian be a lawyer? Now, I, I come from a family of lawyers. My dad, my grandfather, and on back, his father uh, were all lawyers. So that might have seemed a strange question. But um, given the practice of law today and, and a lot of the conflict that's taking place and a lot of the things that are happening in law, um, I think that's a valid question. Uh, for students to sort out. So, can a Christian be a lawyer? Well, I think obviously the answer is yes. I mean, we, I think we both agree. We're both lawyers, <laughs> we're both Christians. Um, but I think to sort of dive into why yes, I think one, one, one thing I tell students is that the practice of law is ultimately a, a practice that involves human relationships. Um, people come to lawyers at, when they have a problem. And often it's a big problem, right? They wouldn't go to a lawyer if it right. wasn't a big problem. Um, and often they're coming when that big problem is um, uh, is a low point in their life. It, it, it is causing some kind of, of, of disruptions in their life. So there, there's two things. I mean, one is the opportunity to serve and, and to help uh, through the practice of law. And then the other is to counsel and minister to someone um, at a time of crisis or a low point in their life. And so uh, I, I don't think being a Christian um, uh, negates being an attorney, that anything an attorney is required to do will somehow uh, you know, require someone to violate the tenets of their faith. Well, I, th- I think it's interesting you say that there are some challenges as believers yes. in terms of what we do. Yes. And, and, and But I would agree with you that um, I have a particular calling in law, and my Christian uh, faith is a vital part of how I work with clients, what I can advise them. Um, if we're going to court, for instance, I'm always telling them, look, um, you have a higher obligation than just to win this case. You got to tell the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. we just be, we just begin there. There are certain mm-hmm. things as a as a Christian attorney, uh, God tells us about justice, and there are there are elements of justice that I have to live with, even though it may not be the, you know, the most direct route to winning my case or or harming my enemy, which is sometimes what uh, happens in litigation, where the person is so um, embittered that they they want to exact revenge for what has happened to them. So I really agree with you that our our faith and the calling that Jesus has given us have a very, very direct role in how we as Christians uh, practice law. I'm looking at this and and, uh, I'm going to want to pick up in the second element uh, more about this, but Coming up, we will talk further with Steve Bretson, pre-law advisor at Wheaton College, about his responsibility to students 
and what it means to be a Christian lawyer. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney at the firm of Mauk and Baker. We're a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals and their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, I'm speaking with Steve Bretson, pre-law advisor at Wheaton College, and we've been talking about uh, law as a calling. How do you figure out whether uh, it's a calling that God is calling you to. Um, and particularly, Steve, I want to I get into it. So if we have parents or grandparents listening uh, and uh, their children or grandchildren may be thinking about college and thinking about law, um, what do you do and how does Wheaton College uh, interact with students like that and parents like that? Uh, sure. I, well, I mean, they can... They can see some of the things I, I, I say on uh, wheaton.edu backslash prelaw. Uh, they can reach out to me at uh, stephen.bretson at wheaton.edu, S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot B-R-E-T-S-E-N uh, uh, at wheaton.edu. But as part of my job as prelaw advisors, I not only speak with college students here at Wheaton College and alumni because increasingly uh, people are taking time off before they go to law school, but I also uh, speak with college students, and I'll do that on the telephone. I'll do that via email. When they come to campus, I'll sit down with them one-on-one -on -one meetings with, with them and their parents and talk about the pre-law program at Wheaton College, talk about law school, legal careers. So um, I, I talk to everyone from high school students to alumni who have been out for 10, 20 years. Well, one of the one of the things that I know, being an alumni, also having known you since when did you come about two thousand three to Wheaton College, something like that's that. That's correct. Um, you're very very involved with students, and that's one of the lovely qualities about Wheaton College is how uh, not just you but professors in general are quite engaged with the students. The size of the college and the the commitment of the professors is really quite. Uh, remarkable. So tell us a little bit. I, I'm uh, I'm one of your I'm in one of your classes, and I'm thinking pre-law, and I don't know what mm -hmm. to do. And is God calling me to this? Um, mm -hmm. And I come in to talk to you about it. What What are you going to talk to me about? What What kinds of things are you looking for? Um, well, the first thing again, we're going to explore this idea of law as a calling, as a vocation. Some of them are coming in thinking about the world's needs. So they're interested in law school because they're interested in a specific issue like abortion or human trafficking or human rights. So they're thinking about needs. Um, and then they're also thinking about interests, uh, you know, their desires, their passions. Uh, so one of the things I try to get them to think about is also their strengths, their skills and gifts, and, and help them understand what are the skills and gifts that are important for the practice of law? Which and, the and what are, what what are writing, some of those? 
I'm, I'm well, the really preeminent one is writing. Everyone thinks it's oral arguments, right? I have a lot of students who will come in and say to me, well, I, everyone tells me I should be a lawyer because I'm really good at arguing or I like to argue <laughs> a lot, which, of course, could just mean you're a disagreeable person, right, as opposed right. to someone who, who should go to law school. Um, I tell them that, that writing is really the, um, the, the primary skill of an attorney, uh, whether you're a transactional attorney or a that. litigator. Um, and I think the other thing is uh, being able to think on your feet, um, both in negotiations when you're doing transactional work and then when, when you're before a judge, whether it's you know a hearing or you know, and you're being asked questions, whether it's appellate practice, uh, whether it's trial practice, being able to sort of think on your feet. So, uh, so, so I try to sort of flesh out for them some of those. I also raise the issue that at the heart of the practice of law is conflict. Um, there's, you know, there's, in the transactional area, there's two people trying to get to the same place, but they have disagreements over how they're going to get there. In litigation, the conflict is even, um, even sharper. And so I want them to be, not to feel comfortable with conflict, but if conflict is something that they just cannot uh, abide with, then the practice of law is probably something they shouldn't do. I mean, there are a range of practice areas where there's more and less conflict, but I try to highlight some of those uh, aspects. Well, you know, you, you, I am adverse to conflict, and I'm a lawyer. Um, mm -hmm. And so the question, especially when I was starting out and probably for the first 20 years of, of law is, well, what am I doing here? How do, mm -hmm. how do I practice in this situation? being adverse to conflict. Um, and I've found my niche. And my niche is, is really, and I find it lines up with my faith, is I'm really looking in situations for a win-win situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in a way, so I'm, I'm realizing there's conflict and moving from conflict to seeing how can we resolve that conflict. I've begun to think of conflict oftentimes as opportunity um, to move ahead. And, and, and uh, so... Although I am adverse to conflict, I realize how vital it is in our lives, and I'm looking for ways to turn conflict in, into opportunity. So even being adverse to conflict is not necessarily a barrier that disqualifies one from... Um, no, I, I'm definitely adverse to conflict, too, and I discovered through transactional law that there was this process of trying to get to the same place, and conflict, in a sense, sort of sharpened creative thinking. Right? Yes. There's yeah. this moment of conflict, and we had to get past it. How could we do it? So, um, I, so I found a way to deal with conflict on the transactional side, too. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Steve Bretson pre-law advisor at Wheaton College, and we've been talking about law as a calling and thinking a lot about if a student is looking at law or going into law, what should he be thinking about? All right, so I'm going to flip the tables here a little bit, add some conflict to this and say, uh, are there bad reasons for going to law school? <laughs> there are a lot of bad reasons for going to law school. All right, tell me some of these bad reasons. Well, and we alluded to some of them talking about our own experiences. I would say, I mean, I've heard lots of them. We talked about, I like to argue, that's a bad reason to go to law school. Uh, another one is because your parents want you to, right? Because they're not the ones who are actually going to go to law school and become <laughs> lawyers. Uh, but that's another one that, that's out there. I would say the big one I see, the one that I was guilty of, uh, I call it the default uh, choice, which is 
you look around at different career options as a, as a college student and you say, ah, I don't like numbers, so I don't want to go into finance or be an accountant. And I don't like selling things, so I don't want to go into sales. I hate blood, so I don't want to be a doctor. Um, I don't have a calling to be a pastor or a missionary. And so you just start eliminating career choices and you look around and the practice of law is often still standing and you think, well, I have my liberal arts uh, degree, that, that's, that, that seems to be good for law school, it seems to be a respectable profession, it pays well, so I'll go there. And, and, and that's a terrible reason for going to law school um, because it's not a reason that's going to sustain you through the, the, the hard parts of, of, of law school itself and the hard parts of, a practice, of the practice of law, unlike a calling. Law can be boring when you're when you're do, you know it, it's the day to day practice and and you're you're drafting the same will or you're drafting contracts or or doing discovery and you have to answer these interrogatories over or right. corporate books. Right. I mean, there's a lot in law that's repetitive, and after you've done it for a while, if there's not something more to it, it can be boring. What about those that say because they want to make a lot of money? Um. Well, actually, law is not necessarily a good way to make a lot of money. I mean, there there is a way to do so. You become a partner in a big law firm, and, and there's a route. Um, but the, sort of the joke is that if you really want to make a lot of money, instead of taking on all the debt to go to law school, uh, you know, buy a Dunkin' Donuts franchise or something like that, because you'll you'll make a lot more money doing that, uh, you won't have to pay back the debt, you'll be using that money to invest in a business. So um, going to law school for the money, again, is just not going to be a, sustain, a, a, a way that sustains you through the practice of law. And there's just uh, stories of lots of lawyers who, who, again, go to law school out of that default choice, spend three years of law school, go into six figures of debt, spend a few years practicing and then discover they don't like what they do at all, but feel trapped. And, and again, trying to do it for the money, trying to do it uh, is just not going to, to, to help you. And then, you, then there's all the stories of, of lawyers who uh, get involved in alcohol and drug abuse and things like that. Certainly so I want to avoid that with my students. I want them to go to law school out of a sense of calling. So I, I'm hearing you say that you do feel responsible for helping students see a law career and not just have it as an interest. Is that, is that right? I feel that that is the core of, of, of what I do. Those are going to be my first conversation. I'm going to let the student talk a little bit first, um, but those are going to be my first conversations with students. In fact, sometimes we sort of spend so much time on that. Um, I had a, a, a alumnus come talk to me. Uh, he said, now I heard you're the pre-law advisor who discourages people from going to law school, which I don't think is what I do, but I do think students interpret that exploration of calling as, as perhaps um, you know, not doing what they want to do, which is focus on how to how I get into law school. Right, um, right. And I'm not discouraging them from going to law school, but I want to make sure that they're going to law school for the right reasons um, and not wasting their time and not taking on debt. Uh, and again, becoming one of those lawyers who partway through their career realize they made a big mistake. Steve, I knew I wouldn't have enough time with you in, in this conversation. Thanks so much for speaking with us today. How can our listeners learn more about Wheaton College? Um, they can go to wheaton.edu. Uh, they can learn more about the program, wheaton.edu backslash prelaw. 
um, and they can come visit campus, and I would be glad to talk to them about the pre-law program. Um, they can contact me, stephen.bretson at wheaton.edu, and I'd be glad to uh, start a conversation. Thanks again. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Don't have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.